Welcome to Ashlyn's Apron Podcast, a holistic journey to healthier living. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm ready to guide you on the path to living your best life. As a registered dietitian, I absolutely love anything food, science, everyday living, and of course, finding joy in it all. I'm here to give you nutrition advice while also providing tips for your daily life. Join me as I help you become the healthiest version of yourself. Hello. As I was writing the outline for this podcast, I was on a plane back from a trip to Boston. And side note, as I'm recording this podcast, I just wish I was there. This was such a fun trip. Stephen and I went with his family to explore the city. Some of my highlights were bookstore shopping, navigating the subways, even though that was a little crazy, and of course, the historic sites, and walking through all the neighborhoods, museums, and gardens. I have two of my very favorite highlights on the trip. One, I'm saving as my local love at the end of the podcast, so you'll have to wait a little while for that one. But my other highlight of the whole trip was walking Freedom Trail. For those of you who haven't heard or been to Boston or heard of the Freedom Trail, it is a red brick guided trail that takes you back in time to when our nation was first beginning and truly gaining its freedom. And I mentioned that we walked. Hiked it is a better word for it. The sidewalks are made of uneven bricks. There are steps to get into cemeteries and other various monuments. And the whole length of the Freedom Trail is about 2.5 miles long. This was something we started a little later in the day, so we already were getting our steps in. And then once we started this Freedom Trail, it really was a hike to do it all. But I so enjoyed it. I don't think that this is entirely accurate. As in, I think I walked much more than this is telling me, but my phone says I took over 22,000 steps. That is a lot. Even one day, I think I took 26,000 steps. That was a long day. (laughs) Part of the Freedom Trail is a place called Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill is the site of the Battle of Bunker Hill in the Revolutionary War. This was a critical fight for our nation as it showed the British that we could quote-unquote hold our own and stand up against the British soldiers. You didn't think you were going to get a history lesson today, did you? You can climb up to the very top of this monument. Stephen and I decided we were going to conquer it. Imagine a spiral staircase, like one of those that's made of 
iron if you're going up a flight of stairs and it's super windy. Now imagine that it's made of stone and it goes all the way up to a historic military outlook. The staircase was narrow and a little claustrophobic, and it seemed like it was never ending. In total, there were 294 steps up, and no elevator down. You had to go back down the way you came, which made the already narrow staircase even tighter. I guess when they built it, they didn't realize it would be a memorial that tourists would want to climb. This climb was a burner. I was perfectly fine and unfazed until stair number 100. (laughs) Then it started to really burn. And I had two-thirds of the way to go. We made it to the top of the monument, took a few deep breaths, if not many deep breaths, Everyone who had made it upstairs was sitting down and breathing heavy. It was a burner for everyone. After a few minutes, we took some selfies and we went back downstairs. Going downstairs is a lot easier than going up, but when your legs are as shaky as mine were, it adds a new challenge. I felt like I was going to fall down the stairs or I was going to miss a step going down. And I do have to mention here that this is not the last thing we did for the day. We still had plans to continue touring the city, traveling through subways to get to the library, walking around there, and even a large art museum. But as I reached the final step down at the bottom of Bunker Hill, I had an eye-opening thought. I thought to myself, this is why I exercise. In this episode, I want to explore motivation to exercise as we challenge our movement. Stephen and I have been going to the gym early in the mornings because That works best for our schedules. We found that we are more motivated in the mornings because after a long day at work, we just want to have dinner together and crash for the night. That's not saying we won't go out for a walk after dinner because that is one of our favorite things to do together, especially as the Weather is starting to feel a little bit cooler in the evenings for us here. But as far as high cardio or weight or strength training goes, we need to do that in the morning for us. We used to not work out together. He would go to this new gym in the mornings, and I would get up and do workout videos at home with the equipment that we had. It was challenging and a good workout, but recently we decided to get gym memberships at the same gym and go together. We found that this helps our accountability and motivation to get after the workout, to really work hard. 
We have a lot of good conversations coming home from the workout. And I say coming home from the workout because we really don't talk too much going to the gym because it's so early and we're kind of still waking up. And really our talking at the gym is primarily discussing what equipment we'll use next. I think you will all benefit from the conversations that we've had the last couple of days. We've discussed three main things. The first one is you get more out of the workout if you focus mentally. Here's what I mean by this. The influence of the brain is powerful. There have been research studies looking into this. Specifically, one that I'm thinking about is a case study that had two separate groups. One group was told to listen to their favorite music and do a specific series of workouts. The other group was told to focus on each aspect of the muscles you're working out during that same specific series. Like, for example, if part of the exercise series is biceps curls, think about how the bicep muscle is rolling up and down your arm as you contract and relax your arm. As each muscle fiber is being broken down, think about how your body is strengthening. The exercises are the same, so really the comparison here is music versus mindset. Like I just mentioned, the brain is so powerful. The group that had more results was the group that mentally focused on each muscle group they were working out. Can you even believe it? Nothing else changed. We hold the power in our minds to grow exponentially. And Side note, I think that goes for physically in our muscles, but also emotionally and socially and mentally and spiritually. Our brain is powerful. So my challenge for you is to slow down and take the time to think about the muscles you are moving. I already mentioned the example of the biceps curls, but even with core or leg workouts, Think about those muscle groups. Even if you're going on a walk or gardening or playing a sport, think about the muscle groups you're targeting in that activity and think of how well our body does a great job in breaking down that muscle and rebuilding it to become stronger. The second topic that Stephen and I have discussed as we drive back home from the gym is that cardio effects that we work on now will last our whole lives. I'll say it again. The cardio effects we work on now will last our whole lives. This is fascinating to me. There has been research looking at the beneficial effects that cardio has on the rest of our lives. I'm not a huge cardio girl, I will admit. I 
love, love, love lifting weights and getting stronger. It makes me feel more empowered. But cardio and getting the heart rate up is beneficial for our health, but it's just, I don't know, not as much of what I look forward to at the gym. I think back to my high school years. I loved playing soccer. I still think about it to this day. It was my sport. I played most all positions growing up playing rec leagues, but my favorite position was goalie. And while the goalie doesn't do as much running as, say, a forward, you better believe that in warm-ups or practices that I would run or have short sprints to prevent soccer balls from getting into my goal. I was active and participating in specific cardio exercises regularly. Now, once I graduated high school, I didn't really have anywhere else to play, so I kind of just stopped. Say I stopped from all forms of intense heart rate increasing exercises from that moment on. High school is where it ended. Say that that's my case. This research has shown that even though the cardio that I worked on in high school, that same cardio will stick with me for the rest of my life as far as heart health, muscle growth, etc., specifically for our bodies. That is amazing. So what I'm saying is the cardio that we work on earlier in life, the exercises that we work hard at earlier will stick with us later in life and even later in life give us the heart health and the muscle growth that comes along with that. However, I do believe in challenging my movement. We can always continue to improve our heart health. And I'm definitely not encouraging you to just stop exercising because you've done enough and our body will do the rest. That's not how it works either. We still need to exercise, if nothing else, for other aspects of our health as well. When Stephen and I climbed the steps up Bunker Hill, my heart had not felt like that in a minute. I was putting in work. My heart rate was rising and my legs were burning. And even though I was so sore afterwards, I felt accomplished. And I even thought, what I'm doing now is helping my future self to become the healthiest I can be. And so, to continue to improve our heart health, Stephen and I have committed to doing the stair stepper in the gym in the mornings. It's a toughie, but the motivation of this carrying our health of our future self is so powerful. The third thought that I'll leave you with today 
is progress over perfection. Stephen tells me this one a lot, and it applies to a lot of scenarios. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Really, if something can't be done perfectly, my gut instinct is to just give up. I lose motivation for completing something if it's not 100% perfect. I'm not saying that I don't complete things, but I'm just saying that motivation is gone and it's easier to stop doing that. The same is true for exercising. I really do love it. I feel so good and refreshed and strong after I exercise. Yet, if I miss a day, my mindset is to call it quits for the rest of the week. I also know many people who, if they don't see the weight drop or the muscle growth continually and persistently, then they stop working out. Actually, Stephen and I were talking about this too on the drive back home from the gym. When people start going to exercise, they see a lot of results, specifically bigger and stronger muscles right when you're starting to get back to the gym. That's because our muscles are filling in to the muscle that's already available. Then there's a plateau, almost like a cricket silence, if you will, for our muscle growth. You're getting stronger, but you may not be able to see it as quickly. Eventually, the plateau will end and you'll begin to see the results you visibly want again. But how will we get there? Keep going. Progress over perfection. Now, I hope these three have really kind of inspired you to challenge your movement. I'll remind you the three again. You get more out of their workout if you focus mentally, focus on those muscle groups. The cardio effects we work on now will last our whole lives. What we do now matters. And finally, progress over perfection. Keep going. Now it's time for my favorite portion of our time together. I say that. I really do enjoy all of it. But this is a really special segment that I enjoy. This week's local love is local to Boston. One day on our trip, we went to a bookstore called Beacon Hill Bookstore. Don't get this confused with Bunker Hill. This bookstore is located in Beacon Hill, which has some of the cutest homes in the whole city. We went to this bookstore, and the bookstore is actually built into one of these historic homes. It has three or four stories of books with no end, and there are specific little nooks that you can sit and read books. I especially enjoy the window seats that have cushions and a beautiful view out into the city of Boston. I loved the children's book section. 
It was so magical and it took you into another world. But this isn't just any bookstore. It's also a bookstore with a hidden cafe in the basement. It is adorable. The cafe is by reservation only, and it has the cutest little tableware and place settings. While we were there, I ordered a hibiscus mint tea, popovers with strawberry butter, and an almond-crusted chicken with a side salad. This almond-crusted chicken was literally out of this world. I'm experimenting with recipes to try and make something similar to it because it's just that good and I cannot stop thinking about it. If you're in the Boston area, definitely go visit Beacon Hill Bookstore and Cafe. My favorite find this week is something I actually need your help finding. See, I work at a diabetes clinic and we have this candle. It's a chai scent. I haven't been able to find it this year, but it smells like all the good things that fall brings. My coworker said she got it at TJ Maxx or Marshalls, and so if you find it, let me know. (laughs) You'll know it by the chai label on the front (laughs) and the heavenly fall scent of this candle. Seriously, this is important to figure out where I can get another one like it, so help me out and let me know. Thank you for joining me this week. Exercise and movement is not always everyone's favorite topic, so I hope this challenged and motivated and encouraged you to challenge your movement. If you did enjoy it, please leave me a five-star review and share this podcast to local social media platforms. I'm so thankful for each of you who tune in to listen. And since you tuned in and listened until the very end, I want to give you a little insight into a surprise. My hint is that a new product is coming soon to Ashland's Apron, and it will be super helpful in making a plan to challenge your movement as well as planning how to unlock your nutrition in your everyday life. Comment on my social media or at the bottom of my blog post if you think you know what it is. You mean the world to me. I'll talk to you next time when we continue to become the healthiest version of ourselves.